normal show. I'm Caleb. I'm Jeremiah. Um, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we both, I, well, I mean, we both went off on our, on our sort of Thanksgiving adventures, I guess. Uh, how, well, first off, how was your Thanksgiving? It was all right. We went up to see the in-laws or mine. Yeah. In-laws, mine in-laws. And, uh, that was about it. Yeah. That's all we did. No fishing, no, no swimming, no, no hiking. No, it was, we had a white Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, it snowed. Okay. <laughs> From there, I was going to say, please clarify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to clarify that. Yeah. Um, uh, we didn't allow any minorities <laughs> at our Thanksgiving. Um, the only brownies at ours was the, uh, uh, that company that makes brownies. Um, <clears throat> Duncan Hines. That's uh, what I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't think of those words. I've said together. Betty Crocker, you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it snowed, and um, it was cold. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, what about you in uh, Madison? I, I went up to Madison to visit. Uh, you know, who's she? She sounds uh, hot. Uh, what's that? I said, "Who's she? She sounds hot." Oh yeah, yeah. but no, I went up to Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, to visit uh, friends of the show, John and Kelly. Um, and then we uh, spent Thanksgiving over at uh, Kelly's mom's place. Uh, she has a, like a farmhouse um, just on the outskirts of Madison. And yeah, it's pretty good. Good, good time. Uh, you know, hadn't, hadn't uh, well, actually, not scratch this. I hadn't been there in about a year, but I guess I did go up there in March. But, uh, but no, it was fun. Got to hang out. Um, Got picked up some new Glarus beer. Uh, also, um, on uh, uh, I guess it was Friday. There, downtown Madison always does stuff. The, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, Black Friday. Uh, but it's just sort of like they have like there's a lot of activity going on downtown. So we kind of caught the tail end of it. Um, went to a few places. Got her. You know, we, there was a, sort of like a family picture station that we we got her family pictures of all of all of us uh and um and yeah no it's fun um but yeah um but no so it's, it's a good time uh, i also while i was there i picked up uh we went to a, a comic book store um because i'm always always interested you know if i see it, there's a there, there was a news there was like a i guess i'm not sure i'm assuming it had been there a minute but uh it was new to me because i had never seen it when i'd been in madison uh Saw a comic book store when we were driving around, and I was like, "Oh, let's go check it out." And and uh, while I was there, I did pick up uh, a copy of Wolverine, or excuse me, Predator versus Wolverine issue one. Um, have you been reading that, or any interest in it? Um, <clears throat> I haven't read it, but I think Darren put it in my yeah. uh, shipment. Yeah, it's. Uh, I will say this. Um, this was a series that I remember as a kid always wanting. So, I mean, so there's kind of like a, a sort of nostalgia of like, oh man, this is the a thing that I always wanted as a kid, but never got because the rights and everything. Because for some reason, DC, oh, it's, I think it was through Dark Horse. Like they had a weird, DC and Dark Horse had a partnership where they could have Batman and the Predator fight, which I'm like, eh, you know, that's cool and all. I guess Ultimate Human versus Predator. But at the same time, 
it's like there's just something like the idea of Wolverine who is a hunt like you know who's a hunter and also you know since the predator collects trophies it's like ooh wouldn't it be cool for the predator like maybe the predator wants his adamantium skull yeah and um and they both had claws um and I and I mean when I was a kid with my, you know, as I had action figures, like the, the for, there was a line of Predator and Alien action figures. And of course there was the X-Men line and I would always play Predator versus Wolverine many, many, many times. So, was, you know, uh, so Did I you throw it. your uh, aliens figures in there too. Oh yeah. You know, they'd, they'd just be, they'd be like, I, I had more, to be honest, I had more of the Predator toys than the aliens. I only had like one or two of them. Um, but they they get thrown in there every once in a while. Um, but uh, but no. Um, in reading it, because it, it's it's kind of showing that the predators have been part of Wolverine's like like you know, you know because you know you always know that, you know just from the movies and everything, you see that predators have been around for you know God knows how long, and so the implication is that. Uh, for Wolverine's whole life, they've kind of been interested in him and like occasionally come down and try to and try to hunt him. Uh, and so like there is a like the the issue one kind of tells a story of him when he's like still sort of like young in his like in his like twenties or thirties in Canada, and he's this is when he has the bone claws, and he's you know being hunted and you know like you know hurts the predator, and it's like what the what you know kind of like what you type of thing and and um and it's i think it's implying that it's still this it's the same predator because like because it it um essentially it, it um you know spoilers for those of you who haven't read it yet so read it you know if you don't want to know this you know pause it and come back um but there's this whole thing where you know he he fights it you know he gets away he thinks he kills it because he lures it into a hibernating bear's cave then he thinks the bear ate it but of course you see in the scene like like the next scene he the predator comes out with the bear's head meaning like oh it you know it's it's still alive um and then years later it's whenever it shows whenever like i'm trying to think what time i guess what we're in the timeline this would be it'd be like probably like the 20th century it's when um, he's part of uh, Team X, where it's like you know it's him, Sabretooth, Maverick, and I the think, CIA. Yeah, yeah. That I think they're called like Team X or something like that, or Strike Force X or whatever the hell it was. Um, and, um, and X versus Sever. Yes, X X versus Sever, but of course that's X is an E C. But no, as I was saying. Um, like that's where like the that's where it cuts off. That's where it leaves off. Where you see, oh, it's hunting them, and now because I think they said the next issue is gonna be called Hunting Party. So it's like, oh, you know, the the predator is hunting now, hunting like the, and you see that it's one of them looks just like the, its uniform, like or its mask and everything looks just like the one that he thought he killed. So I think it's implying that it's the same one. So it ages relatively like he does. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, uh, and yeah, so I think, I think for some reason I'm, I'm thinking that the next issue drops tomorrow, so I may go pick it up, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, 
once again, like it was, it, it was one of the, it's like a childhood fantasy thing of like, I always wondered, you know, I, I always wanted it to happen and think, and always thought, oh, it'll probably never happen. And now it's happening. So <laughs> just goes to show you kids, wait 40 years and the things you want will happen. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. Um, I don't know. You've seen any good, uh, good shows, read any good books lately or? Um, let's see. Did we talk about the Marvels on here last time? Uh, I don't. Or just by ourselves. I can't see. That's the thing. I can't remember. You're the one that records oh. these. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm mush brain. Um, I feel like we kind of did. I feel like we kind of did, but I mean, if, if well, we it was just kind of, people aren't giving it credit because they're yeah. a bunch of toxic ego masculinity, yeah. um, toxic, toxic dudes who are like, I don't want a female led movie. Yeah, and it's like shut up. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's my review on that. Yeah, no, and I mean, to it be was fair, a good movie. I mean, was it my favorite Marvel movie? No, but I had a good time. You know, it's like yeah, it's fun. Yeah, they don't all have exactly. to be like super big blockbusters. Yeah, and it's and, and here's the thing that you know, as much and as it should be. be that's yeah. the thing it should be, but there's a bunch of people out there not going to see it on purpose. Yeah, but and the and the thing is, as much crap as people were talking about it, it still debuted at number one. You know, and it still made money. Um, but no, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where, like I said, it's uh, like, well, like, like, like you said, like we're 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 kind of now at the point where and I think we talked I think we talked about this outside of the uh, outside of the podcast um, where Marvel now is at the point where it's developing toxic fans, just like Star Wars became to a point where it developed toxic fans because it's like they, you know, bear in mind, the movies have been out for a, like nearly 20 years now. Um, cause the first, well, you know, and, first one was Iron Man. And that's was the in, thing in too. Yeah. That's the thing too. They're not fans of the actual comics, the source material. Yeah. They're only movie fans. Yeah. And they act like they know everything. It's, and I love all the comments where people say things and people are like, you realize that's ex like directly from the comics. Yeah. And they're like, no. -uh. And they're like, boom, here's the issue. And then they're like, oh, well, uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. well uh, uh, echoes you to suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you, you can't say you're, I mean, I guess you can say you're a fan of the movies, but don't, you don't know anything yeah, like, if you're trying to argue. Yeah, whether it's people, like people try to do like the oh no, I love comic books. I'm like oh right, yeah, let me read. Oh, I don't really read the books; I just watch the movies. Yeah, well then you don't like the comic books, yeah. and you you're talking from a place of up your ass because, um, yeah, the source material is the direct source for this, and you're claiming oh I don't like Disney; it's too woke Disney. It's like no, this is directly out of the comics, genius. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that actually anyway. is, is actually the perfect segue um, to the next thing I wanted to kind of talk about is um, I uh, while while I was in uh, Madison, uh, John Kelly and I watched uh, Saltburn, which I don't know if you're 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 familiar with that one, right? Um, tangentially, yeah. I mean, like the the I will say this the the trailers don't really do a good job of really explaining what that movie is actually about because the reason why we wanted to go see it was because, and I'll be honest, it was like, we thought 
it reminded us of the premise that we developed for the hobo's last feast because mm-hmm. they're like oh it looks like they're gonna bring this you know these rich people are gonna bring this guy to their property and then hunt him maybe or do something sinister um and uh and i will say that's something like i am gonna say some spoilers here so once again if you have not seen Saltburn and you want to be surprised, um, pause it, come back to this, or go, go see it and then come back. Um, here's the thing um, about this movie is that all three of us were kind of scratching our heads afterward <laughs> because we're kind of like, all right, um, it's not really clear what really any of the characters truly want. And also like their motivation seems to change. And this is one of those movies that, to me, seemed like Oscar bait, and yeah. kind of like it's it's a it's a movie that like that people who are complaining about it, it's a movie that what that, was that what was that Korean one that came out um, where it was like the guy had the family and oh it was um, all up. yeah uh, God I can't um, Parasite Parasite was it kind of like that where it was I like, never saw Parasite actually. I didn't either, but I know it was up for Oscars. But um, but then it's was... also it's a foreign movie, and I'm sure I'm sure it's fine. I haven't seen it, so I can't cannot say or or you know I, can, I cannot confirm or deny that. But I mean, I have I have that. It's the guy who did Snowpiercer, and I enjoyed that. Uh, but uh, but anywho, it's it like this seems like was made to appeal to all those people who go who who like to say like. Oh, these these comic book movies and these Marvel movies are just they're just destroying the industry and blah blah blah. So I'm gonna make a very pretentious film, and you know, <laughs> yeah. So it was done by the same person who did uh, 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 what was it, Promising Young Woman, which I don't know if you've ever seen, but I have, and it's a very ham-fisted story. <laughs> um, and I don't know because the premise of Saltburn is you have Oliver who is this sort of uh working class well well you think he's like in like 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 more of like a a sad story in the beginning uh because he says that oh yeah my my dad was a drug dealer and my mom was you know kind of a user and all this stuff and he paints this picture of oh that he's you know that he's this sort of you know this unfortunate soul and he befriends this uh uh, befriends this uh, guy in college uh, who, you know, and he, who's like this clearly like old money rich kid who kind of has a soft spot for, you know, uh, for, for people like him. And, um, and anyhow, he um, uh, then sort of gets in, becomes his best friend. And then they, they end up going to his house for the summer and you kind of figure out that, okay, Oliver is a sociopath essentially so he's just trying to like weed these little webs and turn people against each other but it's very convoluted and it's also it's like all right how i mean it, it, they even have like kind of like the big twist scene and but some of it just doesn't really make sense it's like when you even when you go back it's like so was he planning this before he went there or is it just because he ran into these people um and one of the things that kelly had even said it's like it really falls apart in the third act and it does because then there's this whole thing where essentially he has uh leveraged himself to where like he's the sole beneficiary 
of their family. And I mean, I don't really know what the message was because it's like there's not really there's there's no real clear cut like villain or it's like are the are they the villain or is he the villain? Because it's like it also I guess kind of says some stuff about like how overly polite to a fault uh, British people are because there's a character Kelly Carrie Mulligan plays in the beginning where she's for like this person that I forget which family member met in rehab and they're like, Oh, well, if you ever need a place to stay, just stay here. And she's kind of outstayed her welcome. And there's a, there's a part where um, Rosalind Pike and Richard E. Grant, who are the two patriarch, the, the, the matriarch and the patriarch of the family, are talking to her and she's like, oh well, um, they're like, oh, um, were you planning on staying longer? And she's like, well, actually, uh, I did hear from a friend that she was willing to have me stay at her flat. It's, uh, it's more of a bed set, really. Like, oh, really? And then they just perk up like, oh, really? Well, um, I guess she'll be headed out then. And then she's well, I can't say. Oh, no, no, we wouldn't have you. We wouldn't have you do that, you know. <laughs> so, so it's <laughs> like it's showing how like, oh, the British are polite to a fault, I guess. But at the same time, and then I don't know, there's other stuff that seemed like it was disturbing just for the sake of being disturbing. Because uh, yeah. you kind of see that uh, the Oliver character, who's like, you know, our main character, uh, is sort of thick. Kind. I mean, other, it never really is clear. It's like if he's truly fixated with this guy, you know, the this rich guy who, who he befriends, his name's Felix. Because there's a scene where the Felix character is masturbating in a bathtub. And then he, you know, he goes off and then as the water is draining, you see Oliver come into the room and put his tongue in the drain and start like tongue in it. And it's just like, all right. I yeah. Guess, what I don't really know the purpose. I mean, I guess they're trying to show he's obsessed with him, but then you find out he really is. So what the, so what did that scene? What was the point of it? You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Here's so, the thing that normal people do. Yeah. Shocking, isn't it? But as I as I was saying, it's like, so here's the thing: if I go to a movie theater, when it comes to when it comes to these movies that kind of, that seem to have their head up their asses, versus the Marvel movies, uh, I'd rather go to a movie if I if I'm gonna sit in a movie theater, I would rather have a good time and be entertained than well, stare yeah, like at the I, I and be like, the what only the movies fuck that, is going on? You know? The only movies I go see in theaters anymore are the yeah. Marvel or DC movies because I'm like, I know I'll enjoy these yeah. for the most part, you know, unless it's like um, a typical DC movie, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I, I'm not going to go see something like that or, or what was the one where uh, Joaquin Phoenix was some down on his luck guy and Philip Seymour Hoffman was like a guru type oh, uh, guy. The, the one that was about Scientology. Um, the, that the, what master, it was about? the master, the master. Yeah. The master. And, and the whole thing, I was just like, this is boring as hell. Yeah. But don't get me and, wrong. There are certain, like if Guillermo well, yeah, del Toro did a movie, like I would, cause well, cause he also under, like he makes movies. I always feel Guillermo del Toro, makes movies for the theater so that's why i kind of want to see his movies right in the theater and, but but there's a difference between that and somebody just going like oh, i'm gonna make it weird and there's gonna yeah. be no um like no real point it's just a just a weird thing for the sake of being weird and hey give me oscar yeah but and don't and, wrong, and, I mean, i'm sure that i mean Saltburn is by far not the worst movie i saw and there are parts of it that i enjoyed but at the same time, it's one of those things like, you know, when you, I take a step back and I think about it and I'm like, 
that was pretty pretentious. <laughs> you know, it's, like, yeah. it's like, what what was the point of this? Why did we need this? You know? Yeah. Um, you can, yeah, I mean, that's how I always feel watching those types of movies. I'm like, yeah. okay, right, okay, whatever. Yeah. But uh but no, um but once again, it's like I get I get annoyed because I work, you know, as I said, I, I work adjacent to a movie theater and just hearing people bitch about the Marvel movies. And like, and also many of them are people who weren't like us, who didn't, you know, when, when, when you and I were, were growing up, we had the, the comic book movies we had, we had Superman when we were little kids, we had Batman when we were like on the verge of becoming teen, <laughs> like kind of like, mm-hmm. like preteen, um, and then there were the really bad ones yeah. that, you know, rubber ears, Captain America and Spawn. Italian, Italian red skull. Yeah. Well, and then there like, it was Spawn and steel and yeah, there was a slew of really bad ones. And then it wasn't really until we were, you know, uh, college age that we finally got good ones. And that was, and that was in 2000 with the introduction of X-Men and Spider-Man and, you know, and I mean, Blade, although Grand, that's that's a little bit before, but still, um, <clears throat> like so. But then, and then, yes, and then, uh, whenever MCU happens in 2008, we start getting more of them because they start they, they could do really good adaptations from page to screen. And I think the problem is that a lot of kids now they're they're spoiled in that they've had access to this their whole life, so they're just like, oh well, you know, uh, I'm yeah. tired of this. And I'm just yeah, like, it's like, shut up. You don't know how good we have it right now. Yeah. And when people talk about how much they love Scorsese's current work, I'm like, I haven't liked anything he's done since Casino. Like, Casino was the last movie of his I liked because that's when he still yeah, liked. Talk about pretentious. Yeah. Well, it's like Casino to me was the last one of the last movies he made before he became a just outright whore on I want to win Oscars. It's like, not, it wasn't about like, hey, I'm going to make a good film. Uh, and hopefully it gets an Oscar. Uh, but like, yeah, like his whole decap, I always feel like his whole like sort of DiCaprio period with, you know, which is like aviator um, departed and even, mm-hmm. even departed. And, and the departed and departed, with wall street. Right. And I mean, I have not seen killers from the flower moon. So, you know, uh, I'm, I think it's on coming on Apple TV. I'll probably watch it then. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just like it's like four hours long. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I watch it here. I might. That's at least <laughs> I can cut it in half here. Um, yeah. So let's see. Uh, oh, and oh, I forgot. Gangs of New York. Because see, here's the thing: is like Scorsese is now making because Casino, yes, is a long movie, but it doesn't feel like a long movie. Gangs of New York is a long movie, and it feels like a long movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like. And that's why I'm kind of so apprehensive about watching Killers from the Flower. Like, this is what I love too. This is somebody who said they liked the movie. A review that I got uh, from a coworker saying, "Oh yeah, I really liked it. I, I fell asleep in the middle of it, but <laughs> I woke up. And I, I really liked it. So I missed like 20 minutes, but I liked it. I'm like, missed 20 minutes. That's a 20 minutes in. I don't in, in any movie is that's a lot. <laughs> like yeah. you're missing and it's well, like yeah." And, and you know, Carrie read the book, so I, I know the history of it. I know yeah. what happens. Um, and, I mean, we went to Oklahoma. <clears throat> remember they, they remember when they taught that in school? <laughs> right. Just with the same time they taught the Oklahoma-Tulsa race massacre. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that same that same section of the book. Kind of, I guess that one got left out. <laughs> yeah, well, again, just like that, it's just now kind of coming to light. But you knew that happened. Yeah, because everybody in Oklahoma claims to be Cherokee, and it's like, you yeah, know, it, nobody, not as many people that claim it are actually it. Yeah, they just tried to get on the the roles of the tribe so that they could mm-hmm. get free crap, and uh, you know. Of course, it didn't work, but they still claim it anyway. Oh yeah, we're like one sixty fourth Cherokee. Well, no, you're not. The, the legal is it? The legal limit is I think in anything to, to claim you're a race is like one sixteenth or something like that. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it varies by tribe at least. Yeah. But well, because I remember um, in I know like if to legally be black at a certain point, it was like one sixteenth. You know, but whatever. Uh, Point being, though, it's just like, like I said that I, I, I hate. Uh, I, I, I wish people would just, if you enjoy it, watch it, and if not, shut the hell up yeah. and let people enjoy it. Exactly. Stop trying to ruin. And you know, I think most of it is just Russian trolls. Yeah. They get on there and they're like, people don't want to see a female-led superhero movie. It's like, no, that's not true. And it's not superhero fatigue. Look at all the movies. Nobody's going to the theaters anymore. Yeah. For anything. Barbie and Oppenheimer, they went just because it was an these event. Were like, yeah. yeah, it was like new, you know, Barbie because it's Barbie yeah. and Oppenheimer just because it was, you know, around the same time. Well, they also they marketed it's not because it's not because there are a whole bunch of Oppenheimer yeah. heads out there. Well, that they, the to other see thing, movie. the other thing, too, is they marketed the shit out of Barbenheimer. They did. Yeah. Um, and the problem with say like the Marvels, they couldn't market it because it, the had, it was released just before the writers and or, or it was in you know the, the when they would have been doing all that marketing was during the writers and actors yeah. strike. So you know, yeah. but as I said, as much crap as people are talking about it, still debuted at number one. You know, <laughs> it's if it's so crappy, why did that happen? Well, um, but you know, it's like, oh, we spent 160 million on this movie, and it only made 20 million in the opening weekend. It's a flop, and it's yeah. like, why? It's how much it makes over time, and yeah. movies in general are just not being attended. People are waiting yeah. till it comes out on streaming, yeah, and that's how you should judge a movie's success now. Yeah, well, and I mean, that was unfortunately. The thing, like, I mean, the, and that's why they that's why they have all these gimmicks to get. I mean. They've been having, you know, for for probably the last, I want to say, like between forty and twenty years, movies have been on the decline, and that's why they brought back. Um, you know, that's 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 why they brought back three D. Because honestly, I love like one of my favorite things to do, or you know, one uh, I say favorite past tense because I can't really do it anymore. <laughs> but I would always like uh, sit out in my car, uh, smoke a bowl go in and I would watch a 3d movie. <laughs> like, it's mm. like, I, I really felt that the, the two demographics that, that really went to the, the whole 3d craze were either uh, children or stoners. <laughs> so, um, and I'm a child at heart and I was a stoner. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, so when, when, but no, I mean it's like that's why you have the gimmicks. That's why you have the the 3D, the IMAX, the the yeah, my, uh, digital sound. from Reefer Madness. Yeah, but like they 
they have like you know they've been it's like the reason why all these places are doing all these gimmicks and why and you know why they're doing all that is because they're trying to get people to come out and covid really i mean the thing is the thing is though is that covid really did put a just a, a throw a wrench in that machine <laughs> you know because spacing and people people just not you know i think even even now to the state people i don't think feel 100% comfortable going into a movie theater you know because they think oh i might get sick yeah you know? well i don't know a lot of people are over that i think uh, for the most you know there's there's still some that go out and wear masks but yeah everybody here seems to have forgotten it even happened so. yeah well i know that's also probably like where like do you live more in like a red or a blue area yeah uh, it's more a conservative area like yeah. rural not rural but it's a smaller town and richer people and they are mm-hmm. old and conservative and yeah well that's i was gonna say that's why because like still here like i see i see much more of the mask well and even i'm just hearing my, hearing my mom talk about what it was like in oklahoma during that like how like hardly anybody would do that how she actually would get yeah. she'd be like getting ridiculed for wearing a mask it's like oh yeah well, fuck you she's autoimmune <laughs> asshole uh yeah. but um but yeah uh but no, I mean, I, I think yeah, COVID did have a big had a, had a big impact on the theater. Um, well, every everything is just off right yeah. now. Like, like just the whole people in general forgot how to be human. Yeah, and um, like just everything is off right now. Like you just there's so much toxicity, and it, and and just just no coming together whatsoever in any aspect. No. And it's like, you know, how do you recover? We've said this before back when it first started happening, but how do you recover from this? You know, yeah. I, I think that there was the same kind of thing when the Spanish flu happened. Yeah. In the, the late uh, <clears throat> uh, 10s, 1910s. Yeah. Although but, I, um, I feel that there really wasn't any opposition. <laughs> like people still wore the mask like there was no argument well yeah yeah but i just mean like there was a whole shift in like until the 20s when you know the roaring 20s well and, and that's when, why when... it was called the roaring 20s is because right hey we well, didn't die let's celebrate <laughs> right and but my point was that people kind of became insular and didn't socialize as much i think if i remember correctly <clears throat> Um, and there was kind of the same sort of period of, of kind of like weirdness, you know, mm-hmm. and then the, tw- the twenties happened and, um, people got back to being socializing and everything in about eight more years. This will all be, this will all just blow over. <laughs> well, yeah. When the meteor hits, we'll all be done. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know this. I don't like it. No, I don't like this episode. Let's start over. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's weird. I don't feel right, Jeremy. It's not. Uh, no, it's no, not no, fun. No, no, it's no, not no. funny. It's not fun. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not fun. How would it go? But yeah, I just i it I can't see a way out of this. Mm, time um, this this. Well, but it's not. It's not. You hope it gets better, but mm. if you look at the these kids they don't know 
how to be social. They don't know how to do things if it's not a screen in front of their face. Like there is no, there is no in-person socializing anymore. Kids don't go out and, Hey mom, can I go to the movie with my friends? Can I go to this thing with my friends? Can I do this? They sit on computers and, and play, you know, games and don't ever look or talk to each other ever. You're a fine father, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, no, that kind of reminds me. This... One day, Jeremiah, when you have kids, you'll understand. Yeah, that's why I'm having a vasectomy for Christmas. <laughs> um, but, but anywho, but no, uh, I was going to I don't like that, it. Let's did, start over, Jeremiah. That, I was going to say, that did kind of remind me of, and this was, this is actually before a lot of this. Um, I went into a place, which I think is no longer a place anymore, I'm sure. I'm sure COVID probably destroyed it, but uh, remember that place, Spy Bar? Uh, no. Where was it? Or, or not, or not, not Spy Bar. Um, God, was Sky it? Bar? Geek Bar. That's what it was. Oh, Geek Bar. Geek Bar. Remember Geek Bar? Never heard of it. Really? Because you used to follow it. I remember you used to talk to me about it. No, I know. Yeah, I remember when it came out. It didn't last very long. No, because, and here's why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. As somebody who's been in the industry as long as I have, um, I uh, was like someone I talked to at a party was kind of like say, suggesting that I should work there because they're like, oh, you know a lot about like kind of movies and comics and stuff. You should apply there. And, uh, you know, they'd probably, I mean, somebody like you would probably be a great fit there. I remember going there. Yeah, I remember I had, you telling yeah, me that. Had had my resume, and I'm like, uh, hi, as our manager, they out here. And then they, I talked to them, and I go, uh, yeah, I just want to know if you're hiring. And then they go, oh, yeah, just send your resume to email it to there. And I'm like, oh, well, I have it right here. Oh, well, we can't take it. It's like, I'm sorry. I have it <laughs> literally right here. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I can give it to you, and you will have it. Yeah. <laughs> In your hands. Yeah. And like, oh no, it has to be set digitally. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. Yeah, you're just so, gonna print it off anyway. Yeah. So to me, it's just like when you have that business model, and like it's that it's like I said, like or, or like you were saying. Um, well, that but but that's the thing. Nobody has in like like hard copy uh, resumes anymore, or, or uh, you know, uh, job applications. Yeah. They're all online. They're all digital now. Yeah, and you can't apply on paper anymore. Uh, I mean, I think different. Like, like you can still like if you're, depending on the industry, because uh, I, I do still feel that uh, in the service industry, like if you walk, you can you can walk the pavement, but you know, hit the pavement and uh, and still just just kind of go door to you know, like go, walk down a block, go into places. There are still plenty of places that will do it. I mean, if they are if they want to last, they will take both. You know, they'll be like, well, also, like, it's, it, it, I always can tell if a place is going to last just how they react whenever I come in and I say, hey, are you hiring? Here's my resume. Cause a couple of places I've done that too. And they've been kind of like, just, oh, this is weird. And sure enough, that place usually does not last a year. Uh, <laughs> like when they, when they just weirded out that I came, that you came in for a job inter- to, to, to try to get an interview or try to, you know, to drop off your Boulder dash. Yeah. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, it's cause I mean, sorry, but a big part of the service industry is not being socially awkward. <laughs> so, 
being able to talk to someone. Um, um hi, um, what, what's your order? Oh, what do you want? Hi, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, I, don't know. I ain't got, well, let's I ain't start got over. the answers. All I know is that uh, there's a whole lot of love going on. Um, yeah. uh, what, what do we want to move on to now? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's talk about geopolitics. Um, <clears throat> let's start over. I don't like this episode. Just scrap it. Start over. All right. Kicked in the head. This point on. This point on. Um. So you said you saw the Echo trailer. Yes. All right. So I did see the Echo trailer. Actually. Um. I've not seen the Echo trailer. Um. It's interesting because it looks. It's silent. (laughs) <laughs> no actually it is not it is not it is not oh hi mark <laughs> i know i know that uh kingpin's got like a like a nick fury patch or yeah something. Because, he, because like it's implying that that's where that was where she shot him with the eye and i guess and that yeah, is she one, shot him uh straight out of the comics because like there's the whole, whole storyline where she shoots him and he and she blinds him um Except that it didn't last. They yeah. retconned that. Well, I'm sure they're. Well, I'm sure they're going to make this not last either. Yeah. <laughs> but I, your eye can suddenly get better from a gunshot wound. Well, I mean, he he has Wilson Frisk and he has money. Uh, <laughs> that was more Harrison Ford than Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I want my family back. I want my eyesight back. Uh, it was hard to do that because he. It's kind of like Alien Edgar that he has. Yeah, you find that man. But uh. But uh, anywho, um, but no, it's it's interesting because it seems that Marvel is, or, or well, I should say Disney Marvel is going to start going the R-rated route because apparently, I mean, they kind of toyed with it, kind of doing like, I would say, hard PG-13 um, with stuff like Doctor <laughs> Strange, with stuff like, uh, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like the whole, you know, the whole uh, scene with... Um, uh, why can't I think of the Inhumans guy? Why can't I think of his name? Black Bolt, like the Black Bolt thing, and the Mister Fantastic, and even Professor Xavier. Um, but uh, and, and but you no, know, and, and even with uh, Moon Knight, you know, they're kind of like that was when they're like, oh, you got to be eighteen plus to to watch this. Um, yeah. But it still seemed like not so much R, but hard. Like I said, like like as hard as you can go with PG thirteen, um, and. Uh, and it looks like now with Echo, they are going to make an R-rated show because I think it. I'm trying to guess again from what the the trailer, from what, how it looked in the trailer, it looks like it might actually be showing on on Hulu as opposed to Disney Plus. Well, I think it's both. Yeah, um, I saw something that yeah. it's going to be both. And uh, and yeah, like it's like you know they're because they're finally starting to introduce a little like like characters that are a little more brutal, you know. I mean, because I guess technically the the Netflix stuff they don't. Really, I mean, it's it's sort of canon, but it isn't. I don't. It's it's in a weird gray area because um, those ones did really kind of push the envelope, um, uh, you know, with the violent with with the with the violence um, mm-hmm. and 
and yeah, it looks like this one, it, uh, it looks like, yeah, like they're really going to go for it. And I'm assuming they'll probably, I would not be surprised if we see uh, Charlie Cox make an appearance uh, as Daredevil. Um, or um, I know like there's been talk of um, uh, uh, Burnfall coming back uh, at some point yeah. as Punisher. Uh, of course, granted, there's there's a whole there's a whole thing with Punisher because you know like in the comics now there's it's a new person that's the Punisher. You heard about that? Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, that blonde guy. Yeah, he's I, like a protege or something. Well, he's not a protege. Apparently, he's uh, he was supposed to be an ex Shield agent who was like a wet works guy whose family gets killed. Like, yeah. They get um, yeah. they get killed. Essentially, they're they're in a house. Um, they're in the house. The house blows up, and he gets framed. Essentially, framing him for the murder, and so he's trying to. It's sort of like a, I guess it's sort of a um, kind of mystery of like, okay, who killed? Like him trying to figure out who killed his his family, um, while at the same time, like at, at, you know, during this, he he adopts the moniker of the Punisher, you know, type of thing. So he's a different. It's it's the it's a different type of Punisher. Um, I don't know. I never really read any of the, uh, even though I have them, I just haven't got around. I don't know if I ever will get around to reading Jason Aaron's Punisher being the leader of the hand, just because I'm like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't read them either yet. Um, yeah. But I'll get there eventually. Yeah, I don't know if I will. And I, it's, I don't know. I just like you either got to do them or you can't and like right now i understand i understand the there's a lot of kind of controversy because a lot of idiots out there usurped his the symbol for and clearly never once read a punisher comic you know yeah don't seem to really understand the character um but yeah and i realize that like you know they're kind of trying to i mean at some point yes frank castle will be back I think they're just trying to kind of pump the brakes a bit, you know, let, let things cool down, let people forget about all these assholes who've been wearing the Punisher skulls and, uh, and then we'll bring him back. <laughs> but I, I mean, hell there was a, a, even, even in the original uh, thing, like the trying to think of between like, like before Garth Ennis, I feel like that character had not had a regular series, um, in like five years or maybe more uh it got because like, it had gotten canceled and then in like late, uh, well, late the 90s. problem the problem was it was like his whole thing is oh i punish these people but they all get away from me and never die yeah and so it was kind of like so what's the point of this character yeah he, so he's either point. he's either like really bad at his job or yeah. you know like so when Garth Ennis came in, it, it's kind of like it, it was the perfect scenario because it's like don't have him go after guys like Kingpin, yeah, who you can never yeah. defeat. He's a street level, him, he's a, yeah, he's a like street, street level, level mobsters who don't, you know, they're just you can kill off a million of them, yeah, and there's always more, and and they're you know you can get away with it. And it also gives you it, it, he he created a lot of new characters in the Punisher mythos too because of that, yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, mm, sorry to wet my whistle here. Um, yeah. and yeah, so, but he, and he also, I mean, he, when he wrote uh, the welcome back Frank series, uh, you know, the, the limited series that kind of was bringing him back for Marvel Knights, 
um, he even says, like, I want to make him as if, like, this is him operating if if he were a real character, kind of like the Batman Begins aspect. Um, and, like, he made, like, he kind of really made him where he's not just a guy going around shooting people. He's a guy who's, like, a great strategist. Like, he literally plans every job to a T so that there will be no collateral damage because he was collateral damage in a mob hit, you know? <laughs> so, um so and that and and that aspect like that's how you write like, people, a lot of people are like oh i don't know how to write the punisher or, i don't know how to tell the punisher story. it's like yeah he have, needs to become a, a frankenstein yeah it's you have to the thing is is that like you have to bear in mind that at even at his core he is a victim he is a because he's a victim of a violent crime uh that cost him his family uh he's a guy who felt like well the law didn't do anything for me like they you know they knew the people they failed they failed me they failed my family i'm taking the law into my own hands so it's like you know that that is how you write him in that like he is a victim who decides he's had enough you know <laughs> and you know who just also happens to be skilled at what he does you know he's not the best he is yeah. at what he does but yeah. what he does isn't very nice he punishes people for using puns. And then realizes that his name is a pun. <laughs> Damn. <goes>, Boom. <laughs> That's one of the best sketches ever. <laughs> Captain. It, wait, isn't your name a pun in itself? Damn. I remember, I remember once in college I was reading a Punisher comic and go, who's the Punisher? And I told that to somebody. I go, he's a guy who punishes people for making bad puns. And they thought I was serious. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Funny. <laughs> oh, but anywho. Uh, that's well, as, that's as, that was as good as Shuverine. <laughs> Shuverine. <laughs> robot, or I used to love the U.S. stamps yeah. and robot masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just in bed with a sheet. <laughs> uh, well, I guess at this point, I guess we're gonna have to play catch up with, um, uh, you know, our yeah, our, our, our unfortunate, you know, the unfortunate, um, uh, list that we have to tell people. Um, I'm also very tired. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like doing my best. Yeah. Keep my. It's not open. a very substantive episode, but you yeah. know, you get one of those every now and then. Yeah. So. Sorry, kids. I break. It's like I tried to restart the episode several times, but what's that? I said I tried to start restart the episode several times, but uh, we just couldn't do it. Yeah, and um, honestly, I mean, we've already. Yeah, you can probably edit something together. (laughs) I I just basically. Do you ever even edit these? (laughs) Yeah, I edit them. I I have to edit out all your gassy burps and farts that you do and snorts when you say stupid stuff. Good. Um, Um, I don't even remember where we left off last time. uh, Well, we we got you know Arlene Sorkin, Richard Moore, Maul, Sinead Mm -hmm. O'Connor, all those. So. Uh, we've got quite a few. All right, we'll just um, go. We'll do like maybe four. Um, um. So you, Jeremiah, since you know his work, talk about Johnny Hardwick. 
Oh, Johnny Hardwick. Uh, so, oh, Johnny, oh, Johnny Hardwick. Well, first let me bring it up just so I can find out okay. all the information here I need. Uh, wait, you you don't have it memorized? Oh no. Shishisha. <laughs> Johnny H. Johnny Hard Dick, more like it. <laughs> oh. Um. So, Johnny Hardwick is somebody who, if you don't know the name, you definitely know the voice. Uh. From 1997 to 2010, he was the voice of Dale Gribble on King of the Hill. Um, probably like one of the most um, outspoken, like probably uh, aside from, I would say, uh, like Hank and like Hank or, or like Hank Bobby, uh, probably the most well-known character on that show. Yeah, maybe Boomhauer, but point being, <laughs> definitely one that's the, the most well-known character not voiced by Mike Judge. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he died back in, uh, August, uh, 8th. Uh, he was 64 years old. Um, he died, of well, apparently it's undisclosed. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, he's got some of like the most, uh, iconic lines in that movie because, you know, he was a movie. Uh, what's up? Oh, movie. see, dude, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> he has some of well, those. Okay, all right. Over. Over. Okay. Uh, he's got some of the most iconic lines in the show, like you know, Shackleford, Rusty Shackleford, and Shishisha or Wingo, or, you know, just stuff like um, guns don't kill people, undocumented minorities do, <laughs> or something like that. Sank, where's my 10 footers gone? Dale or Bill, probably Dale. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was a conspiracy, you know, kind of like the stereotypical conspiracy theorist, nut job, best friend. Um, also, like completely you know, naive because the running joke was that uh, his wife had had an affair with a guy who was an American Indian named John Redcorn. And when you see their son, he's clearly <laughs> not Dale's son. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph. Um and you always yeah. see him like like slipping out the back, yeah, behind Dale's back and stuff. I still love how in future in future seasons where she leaves John Redcorn and goes back to Dale. There's the thing where he, uh, John Redcorn goes, "How could she leave me for him?" And, and Hank goes, "She didn't leave you for him. She met him two years before she even knew you." <laughs> yeah. Oh, but uh, but yeah. Um, so R.I.P. Johnny. Hunt. Yeah, and well, and you, you know, you know, I were talking a little bit before they're bringing that show back. Yeah. So um, do you, do you think they're gonna like recast that character or? No, because several people, you know, several people have died uh, since the shows, you know, since the show uh, went off the air because uh, you know, uh, Luann, who was voiced by um, Brittany, Brittany Murphy, Murphy. Uh, yeah. and then. And Lucky, uh, who was voiced by Tom Petty, and, the, and Luann and Lucky were married. So, like, in their case, I think you could easily say, oh, well, they moved up to wherever, you know, like, they went off to start their own family wherever. Um, They'd and, already kind of done that by the end of the series, hadn't they? Uh, I mean, they were still living in the city. They were still living in Arlen. So, but you can, you can easily say like, oh, well, Lucky got a job doing this. So they, so now they live here. And so like, you know, that way you can kind of write them off the show. Um, Dale, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think I'd want to hear somebody else do it. 
Um, it would be kind of interesting if, let's say, like the premiere of the show is like Dale's funeral, and like that's yeah. them, them just being like, "Huh, I can't believe Dale is gone," you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then, well, and then I don't know if that would be a thing where you could rekindle John Redcorn and Nancy, you know. <laughs> so, um, but it, uh, well, and that could lead a whole. That actually, that could lead a whole thing like where. Dale's dead, so Nancy finally tells Joseph, "Dale wasn't your father." <laughs> so that could be a thing. And here I am, here I am giving that all the- sounds too serious. I know. Well, but they but the thing is though, with King of the Hill, a lot of them were serious, but they made humorous stuff out of them. Like with a, like Bill trying to kill himself is pretty serious. However, that's one of my favorite episodes. Oh uh, yeah, Chuck Mangione hiding out at the store is pretty serious. <laughs> but you know, but. Bill, uh, what are you doing on the roof, Bill? Uh, satellite dish trouble? No, I'm just trying to kill myself. <laughs> and then he ends up falling in yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty dresses. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like it'd be a thing like where she finally tells him that. And I, I'm realizing I'm giving this stuff away for free. Uh, <laughs> they should be paying me to come up with these ideas. Um, but, uh, but yeah um we'll see what happens uh anyways r.i.p uh johnny hardwick so next i had uh well i'm just going to go down my list and and let you talk about them um and i'll sit back and reap all the benefits (laughs) okay john levitz (laughs) uh he's losing his mind um so ron cephas jones I don't know who died that. a while back. <laughs> that was that was the guy from Luke Cage and This Is Us. Oh wait! Oh, uh, oh wait! No, that oh crap! Yeah, he did that. The the guy who was the I forgot he died. Huh. You forgot he died last time too. So what? You already talked about him? No, like huh. last time I brought him up huh. when we were talking. But anyway, he died. Um, and he was in Luke Cage. He was kind of like the, the guy, the barbershop guy that, uh, he was, uh, was he was his... the guy that gave him sage advice, essentially. Yeah. He was, he was the, the sage advice guy trope. And, uh, in, uh, this is us. He was Randall's, uh, birth father that he never knew until he was like 40 years old and um and kind of had to reconcile with him just and then just a year or two after meeting him he got cancer and passed away Mm. or he had already had it and just revealed it and he was like no we just got reconciled and he's like well too bad (laughs) i'm out peace out Uh, yeah But uh, it was a major thing, a major arc for that character. Yeah. Apparently, um, yeah, he so. died back on the August 19th. Uh, he was 66 years old, and apparently it was due to pulmonary problems. So, mm. um, I guess, what is it? Or I guess his Do daughter, you remember what other, other things he was in? Um, apparently, let's see here. I'm looking at it right now. Because at- this is us. I think he was in that first before he was in luke cage yeah um, um uh, and but those were the two things that i using dolomite is my name that eddie murphy movie about uh mm-hmm. what's his face um rudy ray moore 
Um, what else is apparently his daughter uh, was uh, an actor as well. Um, I guess it says, it says here that she won, or was it? He had a daughter um, uh, named Jasmine. I guess they were, oh, I guess they both were, uh, Emmy, they were the first uh, father daughter Emmy Award winners. So they, mm. yeah, so they broke mm. that record. Um, mm. But yeah, no, uh, let me see how many, how many acting credits did he have? Just curious. Uh, 45. So, I mean, he, which, yeah, I mean, more than I have. Not, but yeah, not a lot. Body, but kind of came huge, in. Yeah. Probably later in life. He, yeah. He I got mean, into he, acting. He, started, he like... started acting in like 94. But, you know, he did like, he did all the, he, apparently he was also, I'm assuming he's a New York actor because he did. Uh, all sort of like the 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 Dick Wolf stuff and all like the New York yeah. stuff. He did New York Undercover, L.A. Law, NYPD Blue. Uh, he was also in uh, He Got Game. Uh, what else? What do we got here? Uh, also, Law and Order, Criminal Victim, or excuse me, Criminal. Yeah. It God's oh. Law, Man's Law, and, Law and Order. Uh, law. But yeah. Uh, I did the blacklist with James Spader. Yeah. Uh, apparently won two Emmys, uh, one for this is us. And actually, well, actually I guess they were, uh, oh wait, no, that was a nominee. Uh, actually, yeah, he won, yeah, he won, uh, he won, uh, two Emmys for his performances on different, you know, different years on, uh, uh, this is us. It was outstanding, uh, performance by a guest star in a dramatic series. So, hmm. so yeah, um, and yeah, he uh, like I said he was. I think uh, did I say how old he was? Uh, yeah, he's sixty six. Sixty six. Uh, so you know, not a not a bad. I mean, considering he started later in life, not a, not a bad body of work there. So, like he would have been in his forties when he started. So or like all like pushing forty when he started. So. Um, I'm assuming he probably was like, let's see if he was a, uh, because I'm, I'm assuming he's probably like a theater guy too, but of course it doesn't really, let's oh, wait, does it say he attended JFK college. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, he was, well, says he changed his, he, he started out, uh, with a, uh, different major and then he decided, or he was studying jazz, then he decided to switch his major to theater. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah. R.I.P. Ron Cephas Jones. Um, who's next? Uh, well, a big one. Uh, Tony Bennett. Yep. Died. Uh, was it, I believe it was. I think he had like some dementia or alzheimer's i forget let's see here yeah he was still doing like yeah he was still doing, well music. Weirdly, he was still singing and stuff though yeah he well he's still because he's still born <clears throat> with uh lady gaga uh yeah hey everybody it's tony bennett it was great to be here yeah. he's 90, 96 bennett. years old too so actually yeah died died uh the day after my birthday died the 21st of this year um, I feel like it was like sort of, well, I guess it doesn't really, doesn't really say, but I think he was sort of like having some like, uh, cognitive, uh, problems. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But seriously, though, 96, the fact that he was had cognitive problems and was still performing, uh, and and it was and weirdly enough, like apparently really good friends with Lady Gaga. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, like he was kind of like he was kind of like the last of that sort of crooner uh, lot, like like kind of Vegas type that you always you know you always see well, people try to uh, emulate. Wayne Newton's still around. Yeah, but I mean, you but, know, Wayne Newton, I feel like it's not really part. I mean, he he was kind of like tail end of that generation. Like he was kind of like the kid that always hung out with those people that they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. That kid's in the back, and he also at, at the time that they were at in their heyday, like in that when they were in their prime, Wayne Newton was like that's his his singing style was nothing like theirs. He was that that's when he was like the high pitch like Donkey Shane, you know, like really high up there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, you know, I really feel, yeah, like Tony Bennett really was this sort of, uh, like as a musical icon in that, you know, he, he was the last, like he it was, it's kind of like Stan Lee dying, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, there's now like the, that, that whole generation of singer is kind of gone, you know? Yeah. So, cause he was, he was on the, he was on, um, stood shoulder, shoulder to shoulder with Sinatra and um, Dean Martin, uh, the rat meal you know, makes like most of the rat pack. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah the, he wasn't in the rat pack, pack but, but he was, he was, he was a, um, he was shoulder to shoulder with yeah. them. He was a, he was a contemporary, um, you know, did, did a lot of, like I said, the, the fact that he, like, yeah, like, I'm like, even looking right now, there were a lot of specials and stuff that he did with Lady Gaga toward the end, like from, yeah. from about, let's see here. Like 2000, let's see here, uh, about 2014 to uh, 2021, uh, he did, like, was just recording with her a lot. So I think he also, I feel like he did stuff with Amy Winehouse too, before she yeah, died. probably. Sounds right. Yeah. But I mean, clearly a guy who knew like, oh, hey, you know, I got to stay current, even, even, even as originally like. You know, if I want to stay current, I want to stay relevant. I got to sing with these younger performers. So yeah, and they were like, "Hey, propel our careers, please." Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure he was happy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but but as I said, he was uh, 96, uh, died of just being 96. So mm-hmm. R.I.P. Tony Bennett. Uh, what do we got now? All right, so let's finish up here. Um, another big name for people our age, Bob Barker. Yep. Have your pets spayed or neutered, kids. Which we just did. We had our our two new kittens spayed and neutered. Mm. There's one one's a boy and one's a girl. Yeah. Mm. But uh, but yeah, uh, Bob Barker really like to me always reminded me of summer, and the reason like summer and and uh like two things summer and swimming lessons. Yeah, because and, those were when you were home, yeah, not it, at school. Yeah, because it was always like after I'd come after I'd come home from swimming lessons, we'd watch you know, Price is Right was on TV. And that's what we watched. So it was just kind of like, yeah, and like in and I remember my grandfather was a huge Price is Right fan. Um and uh and yeah, like it's a big part of if I was sick or like if it was summer or if I was sick at home, Price is Right was always on television. Um, and my favorite game, of course, was always Plinko because I was like, that seems to be like the one that you, yeah, mine too. That and the, yeah. the classic that everybody knows the, 
yodeling, you know, the, oh, yeah, the, the, what yeah. is the Matterhorn. And then he goes over the edge and it's. Because they always did that if you failed at anything. Yeah, at anything. But yeah, that's. Uh, that and Plinko were always my favorite. Yeah. I remember there was one game that they just they stopped doing because nobody could get it because it was there was one like where it was a giant check that you were supposed yeah. to fill out. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, eventually they were just like because they had to keep explaining to people how to play it, and it was it seemed really convoluted too. Like, like you're writing out <laughs> the amount for uh, for what now? <laughs> um, yeah. But no, uh, he, you know, he was almost 100. He was 99 years old, uh, died August 26th. Um, probably, yeah, and yeah. everybody thought they were so clever. Yeah. And they were all making the same joke on social media. It was like, oh, he died without going over or the, yeah. the closest without going over. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I've heard that joke a thousand times. Thank you. Yeah. So um, apparently it was Alzheimer's. It was Alzheimer's that inevitably did him in, but you know, it's still 99. And the guy had a well, he was on that. You know, I'm trying to think how long he was on that show. Let's see if it'll tell me here. Uh, he was on The Price Is Right from that's not. It says 88 to 2007. That is not right because he. Let's see here. Uh, what in the? Oh, it's pretty. Oh, okay, that's producer. Okay, self. Uh, Price is Right. So he was on The Price is Right from 1972 to 2015. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, so he, uh, he, uh, together he filmed 6,719 episodes. And he never changed his little needle micro- microphone. Which I think they still have, don't they? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> We know Bob Barker. Uh, you know, one of the things that it's it's, it's kind of funny is that um, you know the whole reason why he had a fight scene in um, Happy Gilmore uh, was because I guess uh, Chuck and Aaron Norris had taught him martial arts, but he never had a chance to use it. And so they actually talked about that when they were doing Happy Gilmore. Like, wouldn't it be great if we had a fight scene? So that's a lot, with the exception of him being like tackled by adam yeah. sandler and Roland Hill, like a lot of that is bob barker like whenever he's like throwing punches and all that stuff because mm-hmm. you know it's like oh no he he learned to do that um i was like I guess you've had enough no now you've had enough bitch <laughs> <laughs> guess the price is wrong bitch <laughs> uh but also yeah. i mean huge advocate for um uh, for pets and you know, like, like he was, a, he was an avid lover of uh, of animals, and I think he supported like ASPCA, and that's why he always said at the end of his shows, "Help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered." You know, so he was. Remember uh, to spay and neuter your pets. I remember that's where I learned. I'm fairly certain that's where I learned the term spay. You know, <laughs> so because I I think I'd heard neutered on something else, but. But yeah, and I had—I'm sure my mom enjoyed trying to explain. Oh, what does spay or neutered mean? And, and you, know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when dogs like to grab your leg and rub up and down, well, when you neuter them, that kind of eliminates that. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> they still—they still get the urges that just doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, ninety-nine. Um, 
you know, massive, massive television career, like was, was, was kind of like the, I mean, even, even now it's like, when I think of Price is Right, I don't think of Drew Carey. I think of Bob Barker, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because like he, I remember always, people always making the joke, but like, Oh, I've been watching this since, since you, since, uh, you know, you, your hair was black. Of course, I never once saw an episode of that because I watched them through like the, you know, late eighties, early ninety, late eighties, and onward. So and uh, and yeah, oh, so R.I.P. Bob Barker, so close to one hundred. Without going over, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get to the uh, rest of the list later. All right. Um, we'll just keep adding them to the pile. Yeah. Out of the pile. <laughs> uh, well, anyhow, uh, those of you joining us, sorry, this is, sorry, this is such a low energy show. <laughs> yeah, low energy. I, I just, I, I think we should start over. Uh, well, we've already gone too long. Start the whole thing over. Yeah. Uh, just edit it and make it look good. <laughs> but, I'll slap some lipstick on but it. Yeah. I just, just want to say, apologize, everybody. I. I uh, did cardio before coming on the show, and I'm a little worn out. So, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, uh, for those of you still with us after all that, um, I just want to say thank you for listening to us. Um, and remember, if you like what it is that we do here, uh, please remember to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share this podcast with others. You know, it's the holiday season, so. What better way to, uh, you know, alienate yourself from your family by sharing this podcast with them? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's a good time. So, you know, just have some turkey. Uh, have some wine. Listen to Mariah Carey. Because all she wants is you. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Hmm. There is just one thing I need. How much money that lady has right now from that song? Uh, they like they always show how much of a bump she gets yeah. every year around this time. It's like insane how yeah. much it gets played and the rotation and how much yeah. you know well, another I mean, platinum just, record goes up. I know. Well, I'm just thinking like just in general, people who write holiday songs usually you know, make hand over fist this time of year. She's somebody who has multiple hits and then has that on top of it. <laughs> like... Yeah. When well, it's funny too, you know, she's when she first started out, she was kind of like the girl next door. And mm-hmm. then she in the two thousand early two thousands decided to kind of go diva. Yeah. Like, honey, I'm a diva, blah blah blah. And now she's like in on the joke, you know, and this this time she did this thing where she was like frozen in a block of ice and then came out of it and was like it's time i still love the uh i like the one they played the song i still love the one from last year where she's the witch riding the riding the bike just cackling yeah it shows the countdown and then then like yeah whenever as soon as it says november 1st she turns like turns into like the holiday december yeah december 1st it's time. Oh, no, it, then, it says November because it's that. No, that's the whole point. Is that it's 
October. It says October 31st. Oh, and oh, yeah, November down. is the beginning of Christmas. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> Nova, November is when they bombard you way early with Christmas crap. So. Uh, right. Well, anyhow, um, I think that about does it. So, kids, I guess yeah. we'll see you next time well, down the road. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, we're so we're, tired. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Hmm. Uh, okay. Bye. Later, guys. <laughs> All right. I think you can you can probably edit that. Make it. Yeah, I, I think we should just start over. Yeah, that's great. No, too late. <clears throat> you want to record it? You want to record next week and just forget about this one? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all right. I'll put it. I'll put it out anyway, even though it's. Mm. You know, I told you I was. I was wanting to take a nap. Schlock. Well, I was really wanting to take a nap before we recorded. <laughs> oh. Well, I've got familial duties, so. All right. Well, have fun. Uh-huh, have I said fun with all that, and you know. Yeah. I feel like. Excuse me. I'm gonna go lay down for like twenty minutes. All right. Well, you know, I mean. To be fair, Caleb, I ate a freaking turkey and did cardio. I'm tired. (laughs) Well, I got to go pick Nathan up, so. Yeah. I thought he was there. No, remember? That was the whole thing. How was he there? Carrie took him to rehearsal, and I have to go pick him up. Mm, Rehearsal. Yeah. He and and band. Still? He has not grown that yet? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. What does he play again? Is he a woodwind? Clarinet. Mm. Is that a woodwind? Is yes, that... that is a woodwind. But wouldn't that be technically brass? No, brass is like trumpet. You know, anything metal. Mm-hmm. A woodwind has wood or cork. But it's got it's made out of metal, ain't it? No. Hmm. Now a flute is made out of metal, but it's still technically a woodwind. But saxophones, clarinets, oboes, um, all that stuff—they—they they are made of cork and wood. Saxophones are definitely made out of metal, you liar. No, but not the inside of them. Mm-hmm. So there's metal. So there is they're, metal in a clarinet. They're called, they're called woodwinds because they use reeds. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Always the reed. Yeah. It's the always reed. the reed. <laughs> The reed. It's not my fault. It's the reed. <laughs> yes, it's always the reed. <laughs> Was it, do your son think he's Andre three thousand now? Just... Oh yeah, like I, I'm kind of tempted to buy that album. <laughs> Releasing a woodwind. <laughs> well, no, it's like this weird flute, and he's like. <laughs> what was it on? There's something that they showed me that Kelly showed me. It was from The Daily Show. Where <laughs> who's the guy that always goes out? Um, I can't think of his name. And like Klepper, yeah, Jordan Klepper. Where it was him and Les because Leslie Jones was the um, was like the guest host and like they were kind of co-hosting one night. And he goes, "Oh, it's a great, uh, great new album by Andrew Three Thousand. It's Andre's. Oh no, this is more of an Andrew Three Thousand. <laughs> yeah." Um, uh, but yeah, it's funny. He's it's it sounds all like Incan or Peru, you know, like, <laughs> like giant chinchillas are gonna come out of nowhere. 
Is there gonna be is there gonna be a thing where it goes bum bum bum? All right. Um, I guess then I will talk to you later. Okay. Are you gonna go buy well because he didn't have it in mind, that's what I'm saying, like the Predator versus Wolverine, so you may have to go buy it. And I had to buy a second printing. Well, I just have anything X-Men he automatically puts in. No, I mean, I had anything Wolverine, but he didn't put that in. Well. And that's more specific. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyhow. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. I'm going to start this over, okay? All right. You go right ahead and do that. All right. I'm going to start it over. Bye. Uh, well, bye. I'm leaving. <laughs>